Can I just say how awesome you are? I mean, seriously, you're busy. And yet here you are. You're taking control of your own professional development instead of waiting on your boss or even worse, your company to grow you. And that's what leaders do. They're never done learning and growing. No matter your role five years from now or even at your retirement, there's always going to be new skills to learn, new challenges to tackle, and better refined strategies to execute. Now, to find out more how you can transform your life and leadership, honestly, it's as easy as one, two, three. One, go to leadershipontherocks.com. Two, choose your growth plan from on-demand courses to personalized coaching or corporate training. And three, start thriving in and creating harmony between your professional and personal lives. When those overwhelming thoughts come into your mind, do not let it run free. Instead, interrupt that thought by saying, I have a choice. By inserting the reminder and the mantra, I have a choice, it slows the quick toxic spiral that allows you to shift your mind. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese, and in today's episode, we're going to learn about the power of mantras on our mental health, relationships, goals, and culture. Recently in a podcast and in my free content, I've mentioned the importance of mantras, and I've had several people reach out asking more about that concept, so I decided to dedicate a whole episode to the power of mantras. So first, let's just talk about what is even a mantra. What does that mean? Well, a mantra is simply a statement or a slogan that's repeated frequently. So why is there power in a simple and easily repeatable statement? The answer is not really a complex one. The answer is that our brains love simplicity. So why do our brains love simplicity? Because complexity, the opposite of simplicity, burns too many calories and it wears us out. Now, seriously, Have you ever sat in a conference or an all-day meeting and come away completely exhausted? I know I have. (laughs) Totally and mentally fatigued. That's how I feel after those things. Well, when our brain is constantly working to make sense of all the stimulus thrown at us, it wears us out, both mentally and physically. So to help our brains not feel fatigued, simplicity is what's needed. And you know who is the best at simplicity? Those that are in marketing, seriously, our marketers, our advertisers. There is a reason that most advertisements have a tagline or an easy-to-memorize jingle. It's easy to remember, and it reminds us of the bigger concept. So today, let's talk about the power of mantras and how their power can help us with our mental health, our relationships, clarity for our goals, or clarity for our culture within our organizations. up, let's learn about how mantras or simple and repeatable phrases can help us with our mental health and our relationships. Now, here's a truth bomb for you. The biggest battle you'll ever face in leadership and in life is the one in your own head. Why? Because our mindset or how we think about things affects our experiences. And leaders experience a lot of internal and interpersonal challenges. 
New leaders especially feel bombarded with so many problems to solve and conflicts to resolve and constraints to overcome that they feel overwhelmed in their role. (laughs) And let's just call a spade a spade. Overwhelm is not a great experience to have. But it's not what happens externally, per se, that really has leaders feeling overwhelmed. It's what's happening internally with our mindset that produces the overwhelm. So the French thinker René Descartes is called the father of modern philosophy. And he has a quote that I bet you've heard before. I think, therefore, I am. So in Life and Leadership, what I want to do is I want to take his quote, I think, therefore, I am, and I want to explain this concept in a little more depth. Now, as we think, honestly, what happens is so we feel, and as we feel, so we become. So an extension of that is we think, we feel, and then we become. So the truth is that our thoughts are often the drivers of how we experience life and leadership because it affects our feelings, it affects our beliefs, behaviors, our habits, and our culture. For those leaders with a solid and positive thought life, good for you, my friend. I'm clapping for you. But what about the rest of us that struggle with anxiety, fear, doubt, perfectionism, and all the other noise that's in our heads? Now, if as goes your thoughts, goes everything else, are the rest of us just screwed? (laughs) Or can we stop the toxic thoughts that often have us spiraling down? Now, in the book, Get Out of Your Head by author Jenny Allen, She says that we have to stop walking around and acting like we're victims that have no power. We, in fact, have the power to make a choice. When a thought comes into our minds, we can choose what to do with it. We can let it run wild and free and spiral out of control with anxiety, fear, and all kinds of emotions. Or we can shift our minds back to what we know is true. So thank you, Descartes, for your philosophy of, I think, therefore I am. But I think I want to rewrite it for us. (laughs) I want to say, I think, I choose to think again, and then I am. So leaders, when those overwhelming thoughts come into your mind, don't let them run free. Instead, interrupt that thought by saying, I have a choice. By inserting that reminder, that mantra of, I have a choice, It slows the quick toxic spiral and allows you to shift your mind. Remember that as a thought creeps into our minds, we have a choice where it goes from there. So remind yourself that you have a choice. And if you struggle with a specific type of a spiral in your thought life, I suggest you develop mantras that you can choose to say and then choose to think to reframe your thoughts and move away from that spiral of toxicity. So I'm going to be pretty vulnerable here for a minute, and I'm going to share some of my mantras with you. One of the first mantras that I've said for quite a while is don't tell myself a story. That's my mantra for communication with others. Now, another mantra that I have is that I remind myself and my kids constantly that, quote, we do the right thing until we feel the right thing. So whether it's household chores, following through on commitments, even though I'm tired or Being kind to someone who is behaving very ugly, (laughs) I capture my thoughts and I remind myself that I'm going to do the right thing until I feel the right thing. Now, a third mantra that I have, and I actually blog about this one. I have a blog uh, that's called Rocks Before Sand, and it's about faith and family and parenting and marriage and all those things. But 
one of the phrases that I have is rocks before sand. And that helps me focus on my priorities over all of those nagging, non-essential stimuli and the pressures that are pulling at me. It helps melt away all that pressure. And I used to feel (laughs) to be what, quote, society expects me to be. I used to feel all that pressure from, quote, society, right? But now I'm just like, no, society, you have no power over me because I choose rocks before sand. Now, a fourth mantra that I have, and y'all, yes, I have quite a few. A fourth mantra that I have for my mental health is actually a Bible verse, and it's from 2 Timothy 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 7. For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and self-control. Now, this verse helps me remember that I can do hard things. And in life and leadership, (laughs) there are plenty of opportunities to let fear paralyze me. So this is one of my absolute favorite verses to help me overcome fear and anxiety. I remember I can do hard things because God did not give me a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and self-control. All right, now I want to dive into my first mantra just a little bit more. My first mantra is don't tell myself a story because this mantra honestly is probably what you need as well to reframe your thoughts before Uh, you really go off on somebody. This mantra is not only going to help your mental life, it's greatly going to help your relationships. Now, I adopted this mantra. Again, I beg, borrow, and steal all of these things from a lot smarter people than myself. But I adopted this mantra from Patterson and Grinney in their book, Crucial Conversations. My thoughts are so stinking quick to jump to an assumption about people's intentions behind their words or their actions. And those assumptions, one, are mostly wrong, <laughs> but but two, they can lead to very strong emotions in me and I can quickly become like the Incredible Hulk and flip a table. So for example, and I want to just give an example that maybe a lot of people have in their household. I have teenagers in my house, so I'm going to describe a scenario that I have lived through and maybe you've lived through it as well with uh, kids. So I'm going to call this the parent and a kid or parent and teenager scenario. So imagine a mom, maybe it's me or maybe it's not me. (laughs) Imagine a mom yelling up the stairs for the teenager to come down for dinner. And then there's no response. So the mom yells three more times. And again, no response. So the mom tells herself a story that her selfish son is disrespecting her intentionally by not responding because he wasn't allowed to go to the movies that evening. So the mom then becomes angry and storms up the stairs and yells, I told you four times to come down for dinner. Your disrespectful attitude like this is why we won't let you go out with your friends. Ooh, I may or may not have reacted like that once or twice. Now, in this case, the relationship between the mom and the son, it's going to be hurt and there's going to be unneeded conflict. If the mom or AKA me would have stopped before telling myself an unflattering story about the intentions of my son, I could have investigated the intent and what influenced his behavior in the first place. For example, if I could have captured my thought and said, wait, I'm not going to tell myself a story. I could have stopped the thought that my son was being disrespectful and ignoring me. I could have stopped and asked myself, why would my son, who's a reasonable person, not respond to someone talking to him? And then. If I would have stopped yelling across the house and instead walked up the stairs without anger, 
I would have been able to find out more information. And I would have quickly seen that my kiddo was lifting weights and he had headphones on his ears. He never heard me talking to him in the first place. My son wasn't being disrespectful. He honestly just never heard me. Now, unfortunately, most of us, myself included, we let our thoughts run wild and spiral out of control with all the stories that we tell ourselves about people's behaviors. And then (laughs) to add insult to injury, we act out as if those stories are actually true and we hurt the relationship. So to help you with your mental health and your relationships, develop a few mantras to help you slow your roll. (laughs) to slow your thought life so that you're not jumping to conclusions and spiraling out of control emotionally. And when you spiral out of control emotionally, that usually leads to unhealthy or out of control behavior. Now let's talk about the power of mantras and how they can provide clarity for our goals or the culture within our organization. Now, I want to remind you again of the physiological fact that our brains love simplicity. But (laughs) y'all, we have made our work procedures and environments too dang complicated. With our 10 core values, our 50-step processes, and our 100-page manual of standard operating procedures, our brains are constantly overloaded and honestly set up for failure from the get-go. And when we have stakeholders constantly blaming each other on why the goals aren't met and the culture sucks. (laughs) So listen to me, leaders. You've got to simplify the goal and you've got to simplify the expectations of the culture. Enter the power of mantras. Build your goals and expectations and then develop an easy to remember mantra to help your team or your employees remember those big principal concepts. By creating easy-to-repeat mantras, you're not only creating reminders for yourself, but for your team. And it also becomes a battle cry to stay focused on what matters most, right? Your essential rocks, when the chaos surrounds you, and the chaos will always surround you. Now, I tend to have a mantra for the multiple facets of my work, and no, I didn't create most of these. I borrowed them, again, from people way smarter than me. So first, let me explain the concept with two mantras I've already shared. So for example, the mantra, don't tell myself a story. I say that in my head when I'm working with a difficult stakeholder, or when I'm having a disagreement with my husband, or like I said, whenever I'm talking to my kids. (laughs) I use the phrase, rocks before sand, to remind me to focus on my essential rocks or my priorities over all of the day-to-day details or concerns that constantly beckon for my attention. So when I feel the pressure of my email inbox beckoning me, can I get an amen or an oh me for whoever feels that one? (laughs) That email box, ah! I remind myself, rocks before sand. Spending time with an employee resolving a crisis is way more important than getting my inbox email count to under 100. And for those of you that can get it to zero, I applaud you. Good job. (laughs) Now, some other mantras that I love are culture over strategy. Now, that really comes from Peter Drucker, culture eats strategy. But it reminds me every day to focus on people. And it's about the culture of people over the tasks and the tactics of the strategy. Spend time with people. Now, another mantra that I have is from me to we. 
right? That sounds like every kind of team poster <laughs> that you would have in a locker room from me to we. And it helps me to focus on being inclusive and being team focused. And I already mentioned this one in the last episode, but it is honestly rocking my world right now. And it comes from Craig Groeschel, and it's Getmo, G-E-T-M-O. Good enough to move on. Y'all, I seriously struggle with perfectionism and analysis paralysis all dead gum day. I just want to keep working and refining and making it better and making it better. And it keeps me locked in a state of analysis paralysis. But saying Gitmo is really helping me reframe my anxious thoughts about perfectionism and keeps me moving forward on things that matter. So Gitmo, <laughs> remember that one. Thank you, Craig Grishel, for that one. Now, there is so much power in developing mantras or those easy-to-remember phrases for your life and leadership. It helps you with your mental health and your internal self-talk. It helps you with your relationships and communication. And it helps you with providing clarity of what your goals really are and what the culture really is that you want to build within your family and your organization. So now I want to challenge you. Do you have mantras that you live and work by? If not, I challenge you right now to create them. (laughs) Create them so you can remind yourself of what's important. So you don't get stuck in a spiral of thoughts, but you stay focused on what really matters. Use those mantras as rally cries when you start to feel bombarded with stress and anxiety. Now, if you do already have some mantras, then make sure that you update them as you need to. You know, base them on your current thought life that you're having or what you're struggling with. Because life and work tends to have various seasons that we live through. And you may need to make sure that your mantras match the season and the stress that you're actually in. So feel free to write your mantras on sticky notes, post them around the computer monitor so you can see them every day. So you can remember that you have a choice in what you think. Therefore, you have a choice in what and who you are. Until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks, the essential rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ.